Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Bonafide. No, I can't. I was just said no. everyone that she can do the intro this week. Like, honestly, I don't know who she thinks she is just telling me that she's going to do the intro. I've but, psyched myself okay. up on the bus. Oh, Kia ora, everyone. <laughs> yes! Kia ora, everyone, and welcome to Culture Vulture, your bonafide favourite pop culture podcast. Luce, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank welcome to you. your show. Thank you for letting me be on our show, Laura. Um, I'm still laughing about you telling me I have chemistry with a um, brick wall last week. Honestly, that has sent me and it sent me. But tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, well. Tell me I'm wrong. Did you watch the interview that um, we were referring to? Of course I watched the interview. (laughs) I I had to figure out whether or not you did in fact have chemistry with not a brick wall, with two very talented people. Two very hot. Hot men as well. Um, and it was funny because on Instagram, one of the top comments was like, so much chemistry here, Luz. And I felt really bad because people that haven't listened to Culture Vulture would just, I didn't feel bad, would just think that person pulled that out of nowhere and just wanted to talk about our chemistry. But I have a feeling they were definitely a Culture Vulture listener. And thank you to whoever said that because I agree. After editing, it, it after editing out every awkward pause that helps did, did you edit it yourself I did I spent a Sunday in front of my screen I um, think that would probably that would do me in no it's embarrassing yeah I physically famously can never listen back to this podcast no. I can't think of anything worse than editing it no it's like so embarrassing and you basically spend the first 30 minutes just trying not to do it and then you're numb to it but it's yeah I also got sent a, a version of it where I was like in the video as well and I just could not watch myself so I just used the one obviously we no one knows who we are anyway but I just used the one of them but I like I pressed play for a little bit and I just saw my oh. reactions and shit and I was like okay Lucy no oh I don't know how people who like television presenters love island every I don't know how no. they do it love like, island no, sorry. I'd love you to go on Love Island. No, no, oh, I'd, no. oh we well, should plant you. We should plant be, you. No, no. Lucy, imagine. Anyway, anyway Laura, <laughs> weak. Describe it to me. <laughs> I'm just imagining a world where you're on Love Island, but also reviewing Love Island, like yes. undercover. <laughs> In real life. <laughs> hey, so what Mitch just did then, that was kind of rogue. <laughs> well, I feel like at least I'd say what because I feel like they don't really say what they're thinking anymore. Not like season three or like the glory days of it. The glory days. Um, what describes my week? We're not going to get carried away and go off on a tangent here. Um, what describes my week? I think I I feel like last week I was quite down and said that I was a worn out woman. So this week I think my cup is very full. I have my best friend in the country. She's sleeping on a mattress next to me right <laughs> right now. She's there. <laughs> And I'm very happy. Oh, 
But I feel like you're kind of lying. <laughs> not lying, I mean... but I feel like you you've just felt like you're not allowed to have your worn out woman feelings, so now you have to be positive. And I think we call that toxic positivity or something. <laughs> I actually think we call that being an Enneagram too loose, and I don't oh. want to hear another word about it. Uh, what, how, what describes your week? I can see through the Zoom that you are being <laughs> dishonest with me. Um, my week is just described by um, relief, which is famously my favourite emotion. I've written about it before. Um, because... You all probably know the stress of trying to move out of your flat, trying to find someone to fill the room, trying to pack up your life, and then added stress of, like, I had to drive across the country and my car Mm. has been known to pop a tyre or have the bumper fall off or things like that. So pure relief that I got home without a hitch. I'm now in my hometown, and it slays. I was telling Laura before um, everyone because – she makes us have a convo off the mic so that we actually connect, not just for content. Um, call me crazy. I want a friendship. Call, yeah, call her crazy. She's got a friend in me. Um, but I was telling her it's just nice to not be in a big city. I'm back home in my sort of smallish town and have to drive for ages to get to a supermarket or worry about not leaving the house at traffic times. And it just feels a lot. Like you have more time in your day or something. Oh, I so. can just. I also started romanticizing the idea of buying one of those. I feel like anyone living in London, let me know if this is a thing, but I'm really toying up the idea of buying a trolley to take to the supermarket. <laughs> and I just want to know if that's a if that's a common thing. I'm sick of carrying tote bags. Like, there's no. I would dream of driving to. You don't mean push trolley. Like a, like a trundler, like a little yeah, yeah. like a little old lady trundler. Yeah. Like I think my nana had one. And I just want a mundane poll. Do you own a trundler? If so, where <laughs> oh. can I buy one? <laughs> you can do that over on shit you should cook about, and then you can do like um, you can document you <gasps> what's using in my the trundler. Oh, what's in my trundler? Sorry, what's in my trundler? So many good ideas come out of us being on the mic. Well, actually, no, I don't know if I'm they are really because we don't really revisit any of them i know but (laughs) i think if we listened back to our podcasts which we don't as we've discussed then we would be like oh that's where all our good ideas were but anyway everyone housekeeping really quick like share subscribe review comment whatever you do with podcasts do it for us please and (laughs) we are going to be doing next week's episode just so you can all prepare yourself and maybe read up about it or whatever on what's going on with Jonah Hill and the conversation around boundaries at the moment. So we're letting our expert, Laura, do some, I don't know, research or just ready herself for what's going to be quite a interesting and deep chat. But the story's still unfolding, so we're not going to do it this week. Um, but just so you all know, that's coming. Um, and this week... We're talking about something much lighter, uh, Barbie, because Barbie's everywhere. Oh, it's a Barbie world, everyone. We're just living in it. Doesn't it feel nice to just talk about something, oh, I was going to say, talk about something light and quite fun, but then, as per usual, there are some like parts of Barbie that you can't really overlook, like the fucking 
hyper-consumerism that is driving the movie and all the advertising. And it's just going to be, we're just going to have a great chat about Barbie, okay? Oh, we're going to have a fabulous chat. But very quickly, Luz, I'm really excited to play my new favorite game that you introduced to me a couple of weeks ago. Should we care? Ruby, thank you for this idea. Just as we as we continue to play your game, should we care? First, the first story's kind of long and the rest are just like literally bullet points. So the first story um, or first question, should we care about this, is Laura, have you been following Kiki Palmer and her ex and what's been happening here? <gasps> yes, 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 yes. We were talking about this at were lunch you? today. Okay, well, that's brilliant because yeah. if you don't know, everyone, first of all, Kiki Palmer is so fucking cool. Her energy is unmatched i just feel like i have to put it out there. unparalleled she reminds me of one of my best friends tiana and i don't know why and tiana i know that you listen to this and i know that you're gonna be laughing because i send tiana so many tiktoks of kiki palmer anyway her boyfriend and the father of her son darius jackson he sort of publicly shamed kiki the other day for wearing a see-through dress to an usher concert so she was in this gorgeous dress. She looked amazing. And then he sort of quote tweeted a photo of her in it. And he said, it's the outfit though. You're a mum. And then he sort of replied to it and said, we live in a generation where a man of the family doesn't want the wife and mother to his kids to showcase booty cheeks to please others. And he gets told how much of a hater he is. That was when he started getting sort of backlash to it. But can we just see that he wrote that she was doing it to please others, in which, like, which she never said. She was literally just wearing what she wanted to fucking wear. Anyway, he's turned off all his replies now, but he's left those tweets up. And Kiki Palmer, um, being the sort of boss that she is, um, she then shared like a slideshow of her looking amazing in this outfit, and she captioned it, I wish I'd taken more pictures, but we were running late. <laughs> and then... <laughs> She released merch that says, I'm a mother. Wait, I missed that. Yeah, she she released merch called I'm a mother merch. Like, I'm a mother. And honestly, it's iconic. She moved fast. Yeah. She said in the caption, one thing is certain and one thing is true. I'm a mother through and through because he said, you're a mother. You can't mm. be doing that. So, and then mm. she said, to all my mums out there, how did your baby change you? Mine empowered me on such another level. My perspective changed because when my baby is good, I'm great. Look at that face. Gratitude galore. So oh. she just replied with grace and she's also getting her bag. So. Such a queen. Honestly, it also reminded me, and this is um, a throwback to our Kardashians episode the other week. But there was when Scott Disick sent like a screenshot of Courtney to Courtney's ex. Do you remember this? Yes. No. Um, to, yes. to the new boyfriend that she was dating. Was it? And it, it, I know. I think it was her and Travis. And he sent a screenshot being like, can you believe this? Or something along those lines to her ex-boyfriend kind of being like bros together. And that guy oh. just posted it and was like, yeah. we are not friends. And it gave it gave me the same energy. Yeah. No, it was it was that guy she dated before Travis. That was it. Was it. The guy she dated before Travis. It gave me the same um, energy. But yeah, it did give yeah. the same energy of like, why are you trying to control this? Just because you're dating them, and this is probably going to come into next week's episode, doesn't mean you have this right. I was just going to say that. Well, we're on the same wavelength. Anyway, do you care about the story? I do Laura? care about it. So do I. Um. 
Next, next stories are just sort of bullet points. And particularly in this one, there's that much media on it. Some of it's not good. Some of it is quite good. Um, we're not really going to go into it here. Colleen Ballinger has uploaded her apology song, Toxic Gossip Train, to streaming services and is now claiming copyright on it. So anyone that uses the Toxic Gossip Train song sort of owes her money. Laura, do you know about the story at all? I am completely blank on this. You're going to okay. have to really fill in the gaps. Really quickly, because truly, I don't really... It's, it could take fucking a 10-part series to explain Forever. it. She is Miranda Sings, or was Miranda Sings. Yes. Um, she's been wrapped up in a lot of controversy. A lot of people alleging that she did a lot of really bad things so she released an apology video and she sung a song with a ukulele to apologize and it sort of did not land because it really felt disingenuous and then people made parodies of that song and now she's put it on streaming services so that she can um do copyright sort of infringement claims so uh wow yeah and i kind of care about that just because okay i i do care I care. It's interesting. I feel like we've never had one that we don't care about. I'm <laughs> Luz, you're the one bringing these stories here, so you are... Uh... Maybe I don't consume things I don't care about because it's against the whole brand. So, like, why maybe would it's I... it's your literal job to care about <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, okay, next one. Britney Spears is releasing her memoir, The Woman and Me, in October. I saw this. Do you care? I definitely care. Are you joking? I fucking care. I want to hear her side of the story. I want to know, do we know, say, has she written it or has she got a ghostwriter or do we? Don't know. I'm very interested. Obviously didn't care enough to read an article about it. Just sort of brought you a headline, Laura. (laughs) And the next one. (laughs) This is chaos. Zayn Malik is going on Call Her Daddy. Do you care? Yes. I'm intrigued. Same, because he hasn't. He hasn't done an interview in six years, Laura. In six years. Wow. He's had a child since. Um, I did watch the, like, the like TikTok loop thing that they made to promote it, and mm. I had secondhand embarrassment. Like, I for some reason, I couldn't really watch it, and I don't know why. So I care, but I might struggle to listen. I don't know why. This has sparked something for me, slightly off topic, but Chicken Shop Date. Are you obsessed with Chicken Shop? Yeah. Did you watch the Jennifer Lawrence one? Not yet. No, neither have I. I wanted to ask you if you cared. Mm. Clearly we don't care enough. Oh, yeah, don't care enough to have watched it yet. But I'm obsessed with the Amelia de Maldenburg. Obsessed. Obsessed. Anyway, that's all my should we cares, do you cares. And I actually love that segment because it is so, like just fast and loose i've got to say i think i'm gonna have to bring in stanley tucci light for this one week because watching him trying to understand a what you're talking about and b figuring out if he cares will be hilarious if not just for me hey also me and stanley tucci light have taken a step forward in our friendship what (laughs) i didn't know about this what's he done he he messaged me saying you're an f1 fan right loose First of all, love that he knows me enough to know that I'm an F1 fan. Love that he called me loose because that always makes me feel like people are friends with me. 
he sent a photo of the Mercedes F1 car and then said inches from Toto and Toto Wolf's like iconic. And it's just... The fact that I have no idea what this means is the cutest thing in the world. It's <laughs> so cute because I love content sharing and he actually sent me an actual photo and I just said, Rupert, I'm so jealous and a whole lot of exclamation points and that's where our convo ended. But I... For some reason, my heart, like, swelled. I was like, I fucking am obsessed with... He gets you! Yeah, and just, like, the confidence to... We haven't chatted that much to just send me a photo and be like, I know enough about you to know that you're a fan. I don't know. That really... I just love that, so... I wouldn't... Everyone. Like, if I'd seen an F1, that would never have sparked in my brain. Like... That is the cutest thing in the world. He's so cute. That is so cute. No, Laura, I'm not even, like, I'm not even joking. I don't know why I reacted so intensely to it, but I loved it. (laughs) Laura looks like she's about to cry. I honestly, because this week we've had my best friend staying here, like, on our lounge floor, and, like, Stanley Tucci Light has just bought all these Nerf guns (laughs) because we're going to go see our nephews, but it's kind of started this war between him and my friend Tess, and they continue to just shoot each other with the Nerf guns when the other one's sleeping. <gasps> and it's just quite hilarious to be a part of this. When you share a bed with one of the targets. I'm just, I don't know what's going on. Like, I'm at work oh. all day. These people are sleeping, they're shooting each other. And I just get a video from one or the other one being like, got him. Oh, I love it. <laughs> um, it. That was a real tangent. Sorry, everyone. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but we'll bring him on here. We'll bring him we'll on. We'll bring him on one day. And maybe him and I can do a wee F1 cat trap or something. <laughs> He's never allowed on here because it, he also could have chemistry with a brick. And I feel like the two of you, it would be too much for me. <laughs> silent for like the whole episode just raging for the first time in my whole life (laughs) cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com but laura (laughs) let's talk about barbie Please, please. Exactly, because he's just Ken, and this is a Barbie world. That is a perfect, perfect segue. Ah! Okay, well done now that I've fangirled over you. Um, First of all, everyone, I'm going to the New Zealand Barbie premiere uh, next week up in Auckland. So I will be making content. I'll be making TikToks. I don't know what of yet, but I just feel like... And if you're a close friend, I'm going to take you along. Has the London one happened? Excuse me? Barbie, hello, can you hear me? Um, (laughs) Barbie, are you listening? Barbie? Um, Lucy, I'm beyond jealous. I'm beyond. No, apparently... Apparently there's an... Oh, shit, I'm not allowed to say. I was about to really not be invited to any premiere ever again. Um, So I'll take you all along. But basically, you all know that Barbie has been going crazy online and the real world. We can't get away from it. Um, Over 100 brands at the moment have collaborated with Barbie. So you literally... Any industry... You can't get away with it. So we're just here to have a bit of a chat about it. Laura, I don't know. Do you want to take this away or what? Or what? We can take I mean, I think really there's no theme to this podcast apart from Barbie itself. Yeah. But I think like the marketing stuff Luce has touched on briefly is fascinating because I have gone 
if you look at the campaign, like, what was the first thing we saw? It was the shot of her in the black and white stripes. Yes. One piece thing. Yes. The uh, kids were playing with a Barbie and then she kind of was this giant Barbie. Like, that's the first thing we've saw it. We saw of it and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But like, you know, I'm not yeah. super, never was super into Barbie. Don't really feel that affinity towards it. Probably won't go see it. Like, yeah. I'm far more interested in The Little Mermaid. And then as the campaign's gone on, I literally am counting the days. Yep. I'm like, when is this thing out? The 21st? I'll be there. Lit- like, no, literally. And it's like, obviously, the reason that Barbie is going to be, not the reason, not the sole reason, but so so huge and so stickable is because like it's one of the few brands that everyone knows like because when we were younger there weren't as many toys and shit as there are now and then even before that there were less it's like every single person knows what a barbie is and i read that like the first ever barbie marketing campaign or something was like barbie goes to mcdonald's and they released a barbie going to mcdonald's or something and since then like two of the most iconic well two of the most recognizable brands in the world teamed up and then everyone fucking knows about them you just can't not know so it's it's really interesting i was looking at the most popular barbies from the years we were born and the way that it changed to sort of like suit what was like socially like socially acceptable what like woman needed a leg up in or whatever so there was like some there was like police woman barbie firefighter barbie i think there was uh, the one that was most popular in my year was dentist barbie the one that was most popular what? in your year was scuba diving barbie but then like when i was growing up i remember the barbies i had were like um Barbie mermaid and with fairy wings and like Rapunzel or Cinderella and so then it sort of went in the 2000s must have gone back to like hyper femme Barbie anyway it's just really interesting so the one thing I remember about Barbie not the one thing but I really remember when it feels like it turned culturally and everyone was kind of like Barbie's perpetuating impossible beauty standards and there was that yep. thing around how Barbie if she was a real person because of her proportions wouldn't actually be able to like stand up do you remember this yeah, yeah I did a speech on it in year 10 Stop. that is exactly that's the energy I'm bringing to this like yes. such a time capsule yes no do you remember woman do you remember woman? There was one woman in particular that got all her plastic surgery done to look like yes. Barbie, and she yes. freaked me out. Yeah, Laura, that's actually such a good point. God, I'm sorry. Can we do, like speech competitions? The thought of doing no. that. Oh, anxiety. I just my hands just got sweaty. Like, oh, oh have my you seen God. really funny TikToks of like the popular boys in school try to do a presentation, <gasps> yes. or like the popular girls, and they're like. They're like, miss, she's giving me daggers. She's literally shooting me daggers right now from the front. Or like, they just do it so well. Anyway, tangent. But, well, the most interesting thing for me is the marketing. Because it's been crazy. And because you can't get away from it. And because we're all choosing not to acknowledge how deeply consumerist and capitalist it all is and i am too i'm like let us enjoy things and i'm gonna enjoy these cute but you said something before that was exact like i hadn't thought of it when you were like 
we've forgotten there's this is a brand behind this and yes. i'm like you are so, i've completely forgotten like, mattel like they got is me. on set like i was reading about it today like some facts about it and mattel the brand is literally helping make the movie so there's obviously the directors and stuff but there's also mattel and one thing that i wasn't going to bring up yet but i'll bring it up now is that um Mattel now has 45 new film adaptations of their other toys in development. So that's like Hot Wheels or Polly Pocket. They're already working on Barney. And so it's it's a new era of like a a fucking Mattel cinematic universe. I saw the same thing. And I didn't realize how, I mean, obviously didn't know enough about it, but it's like Thomas and Friends, Bob the Builder, everything. (gasps) Is also I did not know cooking that. up plot lines and kind of commercial opportunities for these brands, which is crazy. And do you know what it falls into? And we're going to do a whole episode on this. I haven't told Laura, and I don't know when. But the oh. phenomenon of like reliving your inner child and the twenty-five-year-old oh, yeah. teenage girls t- sort of thing, which makes complete sense because all these things that we loved when we were kids are now being made into repurposed into new things that we can love when we're adults and it, it makes so much sense why we love them because we love nostalgia and it just feels like this is happening in an incredible way right now and at a very fast rate and in real time and this is possibly a slight tangent but you posted something this week that had me crying and it was that tweet that was like oh no they're romanticizing what we went through and oh laura no that ruined darling me. That no. ruined And me. it's like Arctic Monkeys. Twilight. Like Olivia Rodrigo Twilight. No, I know. And and I, I love seeing shit like that because I like this tweet's like, oh, how cool would it have been to be in the One Direction fandom in 2010 or blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, we were all depressed. Everyone was fighting. We were using Ask FM and hating on each other. Like, sorry. Ask FM. It was, but but this, but this, I think, like this idea that our childhoods are now getting played out in this way. I think that all ties into it. Yeah, like it's such a fascinating time. Like, oh yeah, I feel like I'm not being articulate in any way right now. But something about that is so interesting to me. I, it's very interesting to me as well. Um, I'm just going to give you a quick list of some of the brands that have jumped on board there's over a hundred as i said before but here's just a quick list and then you can talk about hyper what is that hyper real marketing or something which is fucking interesting correct okay so some of these some of these brands are airbnb with the barbie dream house which laura you might touch on in a second like electric toothbrushes Every clothing store I'm walking past at the moment, or like Gap, Forever 21, even Cotton On, Kmart, like even right down to the New Zealand like stores, um, Glasshouse Candles and like other candles, Pink Lemonade, Cold Stone Creamery Ice Cream, Pinkberry Froyo, so these are like huge franchises, Na- OPI Nail Polish, um, NYX, a whole makeup line for Barbie, Hair crimpers, hair clips, tangle teasers, Crocs, Superga's, rollerblades, rugs, Xboxes, everything, every industry that you could think of, Laura, oh barbified. My goodness, Mattel is raking. And up. I also think wasn't this one of the quotes that like every news publication put out around the time that they were talking about Barbie, where like they ran out of pink, ran out of pink paint. Do you remember yes. this? And I wrote about it, and it was just 
what it was actually supply chain issues i think but equally i'm like i bought literally this weekend i was at a market and i saw these sunglasses and they are so far from anything i would ever buy in my life and they're hot pink yeah and i was like do you know what i'm kind of into it and my friend was like oh that's barbie (gasps) she's got to you she has got to me barbie core (laughs) and i kind of I love it. Obviously, we can see here the direct consumer capitalists, like if we were to put on our grumpy hats, but happy hat on. I love seeing all these people wearing pink and I love like, it's like the Harry Styles shows and stuff, like people dressing up for occasions and matching the occasions and really making a thing out of it. Do we think, and I guess this kind of talks like where we are right now, as society but it's like everything has worked in their favor like evidently there is you know a hundred brand deals going on behind the scenes there's goodness knows how much marketing budget going on behind this they've got the longest list of celebrities actors musicians involved in this project than i have ever seen like the day that they rolled out the um the filter campaign where it's like i'm you know she's this barbie she's he's this barbie whatever like that was everywhere on my feed Like, I followed at least 10 of those people already. So obviously everything's working very well for them, but also they've had a moment in time when we're really receptive to this. Like, I'm I'm quite happy to wear pink right now. Would I have been happy to wear pink, like, several years ago? And I don't know. Do you know what I mean? It's like something about the time is really working for them. Like, everyone is just trying to find joy, I think, because it's really hard. And so is it kind of nefarious that we're finding joy that, well, we're not finding it. A brand is putting it there and making us feel like we found it. Exactly. Yes, but do we as individuals get to enjoy things and not feel like we're constantly, and should we have to feel like we're fucking constantly pushing back against everything and not feeling joy? No. So, like, if you are wearing pink, don't let us saying that's because Mattel wanted us to make you feel like, oh, my God, I need to push back against this. No, you're allowed to have fun. We're all allowed to have fun. We're not the ones putting out these huge fucking emissions and shit. Like, the individual is not the problem. Me. We've just gone and we rant about how the individual is not the problem here. And we're allowed to enjoy pink. Guys, let her wear pink. Let, let, let her, her wear, wear pink. <laughs> let him wear pink. Let them wear pink. Let, her. let everyone wear pink. Also, you know, New Zealand just declared that they're in a recession. It's like the timing of this, like, a hundred different brands telling you to go buy their Barbie thing. It's like very tone deaf. It, but equally, I think you're right in that people are looking to find joy and something about it. It's so interesting to me. And the fact that this film got pushed back so many times, like... I don't have the article up, so I'm not going to quote it directly, but I read about how this got passed from, like, place to place and person to person and, you know, like, went through quite a few... I don't know if it went through quite a few directors, but this has been in the works for a very mm. long time. There's been, like, a lot going on behind the scenes to kind of bring this finally to life, and the timing of it is just very, very interesting to me. And I want you to talk a little bit about hyper-real marketing because Laura had said this term to me before. I'm obsessed. And it will be something that a lot of us know and have seen, but we didn't know the name for it. And it's exactly what Barbie's doing. So go off, Laura. I think, I mean, I don't know. I think it's called hyper-real marketing. We'll go with that. Yeah. And I think you will have seen this. I'm seeing it everywhere living in London. And I think like, it sounds like London and New York have kind of dominated this market in a way, but it's these, you know, stunts or marketing activations that are kind of going, which I don't know, in in a sense, like, I think that's really tired. Like, do we remember flash mobs? Like, yes. <laughs> you know, t- 
bringing marketing into the real world. It's like something that we've been seeing done for, like I remember studying it when I was doing my communications degree and it's like flash mobs were the, the thing at the time. Like things move so fast, but at the moment it's this hyper real things that you see in the world that's obviously I think been massively driven by TikTok and kind of wanting to, you know, scroll and see something that you're like, there's no way that that's real. Yes. But the first time I saw it was the Jackmas handbags. Um, that were like rolling down the street. And I think yes. it was buses that were shaped like the, one of the, the Le Bamino bag going through Paris. It went viral. I saw it everywhere. Same. And Same. then quickly after that, we were down, we were walking through London and we went past Harrods and there was like a giant, <laughs> like five story high statue Um painting on the wall of Harrods and it was the Louis Vuitton uh, collaboration that they did projecting these um, world-renowned artists polka dot designs onto the facade of Harrods and they had it in London and then we actually went to Paris like a month later and it was there and it was crazy to see in real life and I saw another one this week which I think was Maybelline and they had a mascara wand that's like sticking out of the wall and when the tube or the train comes past it the mascara like lacquers some fake eyelashes on the train um double decker buses are going through london and it's doing that and it's this hyper real marketing that i think we're going to see so much more of in the next few months like i think even at the start of the year this wasn't really being done and all of a sudden if you've got money you're doing it and i think barbie obviously has come at the perfect time for this and like you said you know a hundred different brands have collaborated them with doing different things. But I think the Malibu Barbie dream house is the mm. perfect example of this where there's a literal house that they have decked out. I think it's even got the slide, like, you know, the bedroom to the pool mm. slide and you can go stay there and rent it out as an Airbnb. And I think I read somewhere that Airbnb was actually planning on making a one-time donation to save the children, I guess, um, kind of as part of this. But the idea that you can go stay in Barbie's dream house, like... I know. And, okay, back to the, like, reliving your inner child thing. Like, I love um, theme parks because they always make me feel like I'm in another world. Like, I so intensely... I've never been to Disneyland, but I need to. But, like, Movie World in in Australia, I literally went... I felt like I'd entered another universe and it feels like these hyper real marketing things are bringing a little bit of like theme park energy to real life. And to be honest, if there probably already is, but if there's not, there will be a Barbie world. Like there will be a sort of interactive whole Barbie fucking, they could use their set, like the movie set, like it's amazing. And Something really interesting, this isn't about the marketing, but I want to say it before I forget it, is I saw a TikTok of someone saying, I'm seeing a lot of people being very confused at the way that Barbie and Ken and all that are talking in the trailers. Like, they're talking like they're children or they're quite stupid or whatever they're using. Like, I like beach, like stupid words and and bad sentences. And um, the person said, I thought it was totally obvious to everyone watching that this, to me, looks like we are watching the kids control the Barbies and the kids' dialogues coming through the Barbies. So it will be so interesting. 
when we watch the film, if we're like, why is the script written like that in really basic language and they're missing words sometimes? And if it is, oh my God, it's kids controlling them. I don't know. That is so interesting. Yeah. Oh, because I kids love because I saw. Yeah. I saw last night Mark Ronson posted that he'd like written a musical number for Ken, like for Ryan Gosling to Have you watched sing. it? Have you watched? Yes, have you? Yes, I loved it. And Ryan Gosling, Loki sounds good. Sounds very auto-tuned, but kind of good. But again, even the way that it was written, that makes so much sense hearing no. that. I know. I thought, and, and this TikTok had like, at the, when I watched it, like 600,000 likes, so definitely millions and millions of views. Because so many people, it must have been an unlock for so many people to be like, duh, Barbies are kids' toys. The script is written from the point of view of a kid, perhaps. And that would be really smart if that is the case. Oh, I am really excited because I think the director, it's Greta Gerwig, right? And she's yeah. done Little Woman. She did... Um, Francis Oh, uh, what's the other one? Lady Bird. Yeah, like I think it's going to be very interesting. I'm... I'm going in with an open mind and I think, you know, no one does things perfectly and obviously mm-hmm. like we've touched on it, Barbie has a, you know, uh. interesting history, but I feel like in order to take this on, I feel like it's going to be done in a very smart way. Don't know that? I think it will. But they needed to and they got the right person in charge. Greta Gerwig is like, I would trust her with this and I also think this is back to marketing one of the most interesting things that they have been able to do is put out so much about barbie so much branded stuff but we still have no fucking idea about what the movie entails like what happens in the movie no i have no so idea the ear of mystery they go to, is real they go to the real world i think someone do wears they? rollerblades that's all i know see love that we fucking don't even know um so all of this to say i am gonna take you along to the premiere and Laura's going to watch it, and oh. obviously we're going to have to do a little bit of a review, a quick, oh my god, our predictions were correct, our predictions were incorrect. Without a doubt. Did we care? Oh, without a doubt. I, we have to do a full debrief, I think, on this. There'll be a part two, everyone. There, there has to be. Okay, that's another thing we do. We often say there's part twos, or we'll be following this up, and in fact, because we never listen back to these... Um, episodes and our minds are like sieves uh i don't think we've done one part two <laughs> we we will do a part two there's a lot we're gonna regroup we'll regroup one day <laughs> and figure them out we'll regroup gosh okay well on that loose i feel like should we move to your radar so on my radar this week is actually from ruby and it is she set a little task for me and i decided for everyone else to go and watch or rewatch Hunt for the Wilder People. So if you haven't seen it, oh. it's a Taika Waititi movie. It's Ruby just said she rewatched it and it's fucking great and brilliant and funny and heartwarming and we should all go and watch it. So that's what I'm going to be doing. That is so interesting. On my radar this week, and this is also homework for everyone, I don't know if this made it to New Zealand. Have you ever watched The Traders? No, but I've just seen that New Zealand's doing a version. So... That'll be inherently bad. Oh, I didn't know. I saw Australia's doing a version. I didn't know New Zealand was. Oh, my goodness. So I don't even know what it's about. I'm going to have to send you a link. Basically, this, like, gripped the UK when it came out around Christmas time. And it's based off... Did you ever play that game, Mafia? Yes. I feel like you played at school camps. And there's some people in the room who are, like, the traders and everyone else is, like, uh, innocent. Mm-hmm. 
And basically they take, I think it was like 20 people. They put them in a castle and they're playing the traitors. And like three of them, I think are traitors. The rest of them are innocents. And their only job is to work out who's who. And then every night there's kind of an elimination round. Everyone gets to vote on who they think the traitor is. That person goes up and if they, and they have to get sent home, but they reveal if they're a traitor or not. But it is the most gripping, fascinating watch of like, social dynamics everyone starts to get Stockholm Syndrome people are bawling their eyes out begging the others to understand that they're not a traitor it is the most and they're only in there it's like you know in Love Island when people go home and you're like okay these people have seen no one else for eight weeks I get it yeah the traitors is 10 days long people are breaking on day three it is fascinating and I just saw that they've released an Australian version of it and I'm desperate to watch it so I will be telling you about that next week. But if you haven't watched the UK version, I beg you. Okay. It's so good. That was a really good sell. Like, that was a really good sell for the show. Maybe when Love Island's finished, I'll go and watch um, that. Obsessed with it, honestly. And I think as well because it's just regular people. Mm. Like... Just Joe Blogs like you and I? Oh, Luce, you on that show. You do well. I'm telling you. No. God, you do no. well. We need to stop... We need to stop assuming that I'd be good under any circumstance. Because <laughs> what if I break? <laughs> oh, and on that note, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Um, please come and watch Barbie with me over on Close Friends. And please go and follow Shit You Should Cook About, which is going under a rebrand right now. Re-brand. And it's going to be really Gucci soon when we have some cool designs and Laura thank you for joining oh, me oh very nice to be here on your bona fide favourite pop culture podcast <laughs> bye bye everyone <laughs> hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.